who's that creeping out the window it's us anime's anime and we are back with a new episode today we're going to talk about yokai in anime so what is yokai popular yokais and different series and all that jazz and then we're going to get into some spooky stories that we experience so stay tuned Welcome back, everybody. Hi. It's Ferris. It's Crimson. And it's Ty. Hello. Yeah, and like we said, we are going to discuss all things yokai. So let's get into it. Uh, I guess we'll start off first with what is yokai? Yokai are a class of supernatural entities and spirits in Japanese folklore. The word yokai is composed of the kanji for attractive, calamity, and apparition, mystery, suspicious. Yokai are also referred to as ayakashi, mononoke, or mamono. Um, A brief history of yokai. The oldest recorded histories of Japan go back to the 8th century and contain the creation, myths, and legendary prehistory of Japan. Various documents catalog these stories from different perspectives and contain the earliest records of the gods, demons, and other supernatural creatures of Japanese folklore. In ancient Japan, spirits were thought to be formless and invisible to the human eye. However, as artistic traditions developed, it became necessary to visually depict the spirits and monsters from stories. These began uh, as painted scrolls and later expanded into multi-volume illustrated encyclopedias of strange tales and supernatural stories. During the Edo period, uh, which is 1603 to 1868, there was an unprecedented flourishing of culture and art in Japan. Ghost stories and stories about monsters and strange phenomena from all over Japan experienced a huge surge in popularity. The very first mythical beasteries were put together by folklorists and artists like Toriyama Saiken, who collected the oral traditions of rural Japan for consumption by the growing urban population and added a few original monsters into the mix. Sekian's yokai encyclopedia sets the stage for other artists, and a new tradition was born. It quickly expanded into every aspect of Japanese culture, from fine art to high theater, from aristocratic ghost storytelling parties to low-class baldry, and so on. So That's cool. Yeah. That period must be in a damn bag. They had no, a they really are. Because I was watching, <laughs> um, uh, what, uh, mononoke earlier today and in the end title card is like the it's taking place in the edo period and i guess is the edo period when japan finally started talking to everybody else that's a good question that might have something to do with it too because they were not fucking with anybody for a long ass time not they was giving us the silent treatment no they were (laughs) they were they were not fucking with nobody no barely even fucking with china Mm. but yeah all the all the like good shit that's like well obviously more stuff but like you know i i guess like the edo period is like the big bang as far as like just culture and references and stuff which is really cool that's very cool and so yeah speaking of yokai and anime today the influence of yokai can again be seen in all aspects of japanese culture from manga and anime to video games brand labels and even on japanese currency i didn't know that that's cool i didn't know that either (laughs) so 
yeah, today we'll be highlighting some yokai from some of our beloved anime. Yay! So first on the list, we're going to talk about Inuasha. Um, so Inuasha takes place during the Sengoku period, which is a period Japan's history between 1467 and 1603. So during the Sengoku period, social upheaval, political intrigue, and a slew of military conflicts mark this era, which I find pretty interesting and pretty cool. So, mm-hmm. ooh, let's dive into that. So, first on the list of yokai inuasha is omukare, known as big centipede or just simply known as centipede um, yokai. Um, so they are one of the larger and vicious demon species there are many of them in this series but a notable mention is mistress centipede was that the one that was on the first episode no i'm thinking no, yes, no, yes, yes it was, was mm-hmm. oh my god she was so bad <laughs> she was so bad okay <laughs> i liked her so i did um, too <laughs> she was a baddie but so mistress centipede so some of the monsters that inuasha's group encounter are also um, omukare or centipede noble woman court lady um was a yokai that is first encountered by kagome higurashi in the modern world when she was looking for her cat buyo did i pronounce that right mm-hmm. okay cool the demon emerged from the well in the higurashi shrine's well house and pulled kagome in transporting her to the sengoku jidai she was the first yokai that kagome encountered from the feudal era there were two omukata in Inuasha, the other called Mistress Three Eyes. I don't remember Mistress Three Eyes. Who was that? Uh, another uh, another centipede lady? Mm-hmm. She sound bad as fuck, too. So. <laughs> With three eyes, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody want to take the next one? I'll take the next one. Cool. Okay, next one is Mojina. Mojina is an old Japanese term primarily referring to the badger. In some regions, the term refers instead to the raccoon dog or tanuki or fox, katsune. The Mojina of Japanese folklore is an avid shapeshifter and deceiver of humans. One of the forms the Mojina is purported to take is of a faceless ghost. The faceless ghost is often referred to by English speakers as a Mujina, but the Japanese know it as Nopara Bo. Mujinos are small, furry animals and are terrifying by nature, but not actually malicious or violent at all. They'll play tricks on anyone, but they particularly enjoy tormenting wicked people and making them look like fools. In Inuyasha, Mujina was known as a badger male yokai who first appeared in disguise as a young human looking female who was able to fool and use Shippo attempting to get the Tesaiga so that he could take over the world according to his own comments. Majina can also be seen in Genshin Impact as a uh, character Seiyu, uh, in Tom Nook in Animal Crossing and in Shaman King. Yeah, they're just little rascals. I I think they're cute. I think they're adorable. I also like that, like, if somebody's, um, you know, wicked, they're like, oh, okay, we'll actually, like, fuck with you, fuck with you. Yeah. (laughs) So they're kind of petty, and I like that. (laughs) Who doesn't love a little petty every now and then? No. (laughs) Uh, Next up is Entei. Entei was a horse yokai, yokai that resembled horses, that obeyed only the most powerful yokai. He had fire manipulation abilities. We can also see another variation of Entei in Pokemon, the third movie. Huh. Oh. That makes sense. I never put the two together. Okay. Yeah. Entei was a fire type legendary Pokemon. Entei is based on Chinese guardian lions or dogs as they're known in West. These lions stand in front of many Chinese temples as guardians. Mm. In China, these lions are usually uh, regarded as symbols of power strength and fire Entei is also shown to guard people in anime in the third pokemon movie when it protects molly so the origins fit him that's so Um, cool wasn't in inuyasha he was a half demon though right no in in inuyasha he was a horse yokai 
Am I mixing it up? Man? Like, did he? Yeah, you might want to read it over. I, I don't know. I didn't hear you because my mic fucked up, and then I had to hmm. keep going in and out. But uh, anti, maybe I should have put anti in Inuyasha was a horse yokai, a yokai that resembled horses that obeyed the the only the most powerful of yokai. He had fire man manipulation abilities. Uh, we can also see another variation of Entei in Pokemon the Third movie. So the first one was uh, oh, okay. No, I, okay, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember this. I was just asking like who it was because I just I don't remember, especially hearing the horse part and then the Pokemon part. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. So I'm missing it. I'm mixing it up with another person. That's all. I was uh, just he was uh Entei and Inuyasha. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to remember. I just looked the picture up and it was it's like a horse. Who am I thinking about then? Oh, Janenji. That's who I was thinking about. Who was that? He is like a farmer and he was like super shy and quiet and he looks more like a regular demon would, especially for somebody who's half a demon. Uh but yeah. Okay. I got it now. We good. Who wants to take the next one? I can. I can take the next one. Okay. All right. So next up is Gembu. So Gembu is a large tortoise or turtle combined with a snake, which that's a very odd combination, but I, <laughs> I fucks with it. Um, but <laughs> sometimes he is represented as two creatures, a snake wrapped around a tortoise. And sometimes he is represented as a single creature, a tortoise snake chimera. His home is in the Northern sky. He spans seven of the 28 Chinese constellations, taking up one quarter of the entire sky. The constellation which makes up the snake's neck is located in Sagittarius. The constellations which makes up the tortoise shell are located in Capricornus, Aquarius, and Pegasus. The constellations which make up the snake's tail are located in Pegasus and Andro Andromeda. Gembu in Inuasha was a tortoise demon who worked under Hoshiyomi to recover the Naginata of Kenkon. He tricked Kagome by creating puppets identical Kagome's friends, Ayumi, Eri, and Yuka. Gembu and the other ninjas were killed by Miroku's wind tunnel. Um, and when he first appeared, he called himself Genbu of the Darkness. That's really cool. Yeah, I like that it's like a combination. And then, yeah, like you said, uh, a tortoise and a, a snake is like... I'm trying to figure out what that looked like. like <laughs> Girl, it looks weird. <laughs> I did like it. It's I'm crazy like, because in, in Yasha, he kind of just looks like a, I don't know, a He looks goblin. like a reject ninja turtle or something. <laughs> like, damn, where they found him? In the alley somewhere? <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny. Now we dick the turtle. You do. That's a banger. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I'll take it. Okay, Oni are a kind of yokai from Japanese folklore, variously translated as demons, devils, ogres, or trolls. They are popular characters in Japanese art, literature, and theater. Oni are one of the greatest icons of Japanese folklore. Depictions of Oni vary widely, but usually portray them as hideous, gigantic, ogre-like creatures with sharp claws, wild hair, and two long horns growing from their heads. They are usually uh, humanoid for the most part, but occasionally they are shown with unnatural features such as odd number of eyes or extra fingers and toes. Their skin may be any number of colors, but red and blue are particularly common. They wear loincloths made of the pelts of great beasts. All Oni possess extreme strength and constitution, and many of them are also accomplished sorcerers. They are ferocious, demons, bringers of disaster, spreaders of disease, and punishers of the damned in hell. In Inuyasha, the Oni of the Forbidden Tower was an oni that was sealed inside a tower until it was freed by the dark Miko Subaki. Um, also, oni in anime, honorable mention, I would say uh, Kurikiro's uh, Bed and Breakfast. 
Oh, I want to watch that. I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah. That um, would Kawimba's um little assistant in Yu Yu Hakusho does is he an Oni? Karimba. Kawimba the baby. Assistant. I, I want to see him first. I'm sorry. I'm like tiny. No, you're good. Kawimba. Girl, why did I put Karimba? <laughs> Girl, you said Karimba. Oh, he's an ogre. But yes, he is. He is. Okay. Well, he would be an Oni because they were like, they say they're ogres, right? Okay. Mambo. Yeah, yeah. Mambo. His name is Jorge. Jorge. Oh, he's spicy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, Mambo. Mambo is <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, also, uh, Ito from Genshin Impact is an Oni. Okay. So, speaking of um, Yokai, let's jump into Demon Slayer. So, Demon Slayer takes place in the Taisho era which spanned from 1912 until 1926 beginning with the Meiji period in 1868 the Nengo or Arane lasts as long as the emperor's reign the names are taken from pieces of classic literature in the case of the Taisho era Taisho also happened to be the emperor's name that's dope that's cool so the spider family uh, in Demon Slayer. In mythology, there is a race of spider-like yokai known as Suchigumo. The term is also used in a derogatory sense for renegade clans. It's very fitting considering how, unlike a true family, they are in the series. Mother Spider, in particular, receiving nothing more than abuse until she meets her end at the hand of our protagonist. This is one of the more loose interpretations as only half the family seems to take on true spider-like qualities, uh, the males mostly, while the other half appears more human, the females. The inspiration is still clearly there, however. How did y'all feel about the spider family as um, villains? They scared the Honestly, fuck out of me, I'm not gonna lie. I was very sad for the mom. Mm -hmm. I was too. And it was crazy because like, that part is really beautiful like her fighting against Tanjiro because mm -hmm. he seemed that she was just like you know what I kind of do want to die because if I die like I'll get out of this fucking bullshit uh, of them yeah. these guys abusing me so and then Tanjiro kind of seemed that she was really kind of begging for death in a way and he decided that he wanted to give her a very uh like peaceful death? death yeah and mm -hmm. he switched his breathing style into something that was very, I thought it was really beautiful. It was. It was very pretty. I can't remember the name of it. Was it was like something after rain or something like rain. that. Rain, yeah. Yeah, and that kind of made me emotional because I was just like, damn, like, Tanjiro is just such a, I don't want to get too deep into Tanjiro because I think like he's an amazing protagonist and how he like handles demons in a way is very beautiful too. So, but yeah, that part kind of made me. Okay. Next up, we've got Nakame. The mysterious Biwa playing demon is based on the Biwa Boku Boku, a yokai whose literal head is a Biwa. While Nakame doesn't have the appearance for obvious reasons, uh, it looked ridiculous. She shares much of the yokai's personality traits. It's said to be ambivalent and seen calmly plucking its strings within a tatami room. Sound familiar? That's the extent of what Nakime does throughout the series, acting more like a gatekeeper than an actual character. The yokai also laments being seen as useless, something Nakime will never need to worry about. Was this the episode in the house? Uh, no, so in Muzan's lair, he uh -huh. um if you see oh. especially in the movie you'll yeah. see all the the uh the moons yeah, oh, the, yeah. the lower moons come into yeah. the room and you'll see somebody go plucking the the basically a biwa seems like a almost like a long banjo looking thing mm -hmm. like a sitar not like a no not like the shamisen that they have more like oh no it looks like more like a long ukulele or something 
Okay. Mm, okay. Um, and so when you they pluck when Nakime plucks the the biwa, the rooms shift. Well, not necessarily shift, but like you'll get transported. That's so raw. I'm sorry. That's raw. Yeah, that's why I really liked the fight that they had in the house when they meet Inosuke with the drum using. Um... Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I you mentioned him because he's next. Oh, yeah, then I'll read it because I love I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, so that is Kyogai. Kyogai. Kyogai is one of the few based on an actual god rather than a yokai or demon. Strange considering how low on the totem pole he ended up being in the demon hierarchy. Still, there are worse things than being based around Rajin, the god of thunder, lightning, and storms in Japan. His personality differs greatly from his god counterpart, but the similarities between their appearance are uncanny. Both have taiko drums surrounding them, said drums being the source of much of their power. With Kyogai, he uses different drums to attack his foes, while for Rajan, it helps him create the sound of thunder in the stormy sky. That's, that's Yeah, that's interesting that um, that one was a- actually based on a god. I, I didn't know that. That's really cool. That's very cool. Oh, so then next we have um, Inosuke, which, oh, I love Inosuke. So, um, not all mythical beasts are evil spirits or monster hell-bent on consuming human flesh. Some choose to protect humans. The Baku is a heavenly beast that watches over humanity, eating away at their bad dreams. Yokai fear it, much as demons grow to fear Inosuke for his combat prowess. Where they are most similar is, is their appearance, Baku being made up of all the leftover pieces of animals, taking mutt to the next level. Inosuke can be seen in the same light, having an equally bizarre appearance with the mix of animal hide covering his body and his character-defining boar head. So Inosuke was inspired by the demon Baku? Yes. That's cool. And under that little boar head is my little cinnamon apple. He is so cute. I love Inosuke. I stand. Next up, we've got Mozan, aka Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is the most obvious of any of them on this list, especially for anyone who knows a little bit about mythology. Muzan is modeled after Nurari Hyun, the supreme leader of all yokai. Every yokai listens to his every word, never questioning it, as the demons do with Muzan throughout the series. Their personalities are also similar, having a vanity to them. Nurari Hyun, um, showing his through all his love for expensive food, and uh, Muzan for consistently dressing in a fancy manner. Mm. Both are incredibly intelligent as well, a necessity when you are the top of the food chain. The only real difference between the pair is Muzan doesn't have the misshapen head. Oh, I'm talking so. about somebody's head. That's what I'm saying. So the <laughs> demon that is, or the yokai that is inspired by Muzan has like a fucked up head. Yes. Well, you know what? Muzan be wearing them hats. So you never know what's on top of that muffin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this shit fucked up at the top. Like, we don't know that. <laughs> that nigga be wearing them fedoras. <laughs> He hat fishing, bitch. No, I have fishing. He is no. hat fishing. <laughs> Yo, oh, but that's so cool. That. That's so cool. So it's like he is like the big, like the godfather. Like, you yeah, know. pretty much. And he's he's the one that does. Do demons exist outside of him in in Demon Slayer lore, or is he like? No, so they patient didn't zero. exist without him. He's patient zero, and he okay. created all other demons. I want somebody to reenact like the Godfather scene with Muzan, and like some, and like Tanjiro kill one of the demons, and he's like, "They done massacred my boy," or something like oh, that. Look at how they massacred yeah. my boy. <laughs> 
I will literally cry. <laughs> oh, somebody get on that, please. So I, can, <laughs> so I can laugh. <laughs> All right. Some other notable yokai in anime. Uh, so Karama and Tomi and Tomoe. So Karama from Yu Yu Hakusho and Tomoe from Kamisama Kiss are both fox spirit yokais. Mm-hmm. And they no, are both fine. They are something about those fox yeah. spirits. Sexy. No face from Spirit Away is an emotional based spirit. Mm-hmm. And Inuyasha and Sashomaru are dog yokais. Oh, cute. Some other animes that have plenty of yokai are Natsume's Book of Friends, Mononoke, XXX Holic. Noragami, Kamisama Kiss, and Mushishi. I have Mushishi on my watch list and I've been meaning to watch and I heard it's really good. It is good, but it is a slow burn. So don't expect um action off of rip. Okay. It's not even really action to be, I'm gonna not gonna hold you. Like I think it's very <clears throat> interesting, but like it's more like I, I would say it's like the slice of life of a priest. Mm. Huh. huh. Gray hair. I think yes. I've seen that thumbnail. Okay, yeah, I've been meaning to watch that too. Kind of like how I've been meaning to watch Mononoke for years now. And I start in yeah. that anime is a bit of a lot. I try to work, watch the third episode before we started recording. I was like, I don't think I'm emotionally equipped for this. Oh, yeah. Parts. That second episode was fucking wild. It made me feel very fucking uncomfortable. I need to, you know what? I started um episode one um before I took my old lady nap. And <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why they got this um pregnant lady begging for a room? Like how fucking <laughs> right. I was like, uh uh-uh. but I can't wait to watch more of it. I'm excited and the little medicine dude were pretty cute with his little makeup on. Yeah, he is cute. I like that. Yeah, he is cute. Like, he's so cute that I started reading the manga because I was like, I need more of you. Oh, there's <laughs> more? Yeah, and the crazy part is the manga has different stories. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. I can't remember. Like, yeah, like, at the way the anime starts off and the way the manga starts off is totally different. Hmm. But still yeah. very um, beautiful. Yeah. I really like the color detail in the anime i think that was definitely a um choice because it's like like let's have like a juxtaposition of like these bright pretty colors with these like terrible stories being told well i don't know what happens past episode two but for, oh girl gets you know worse. this oh god so yeah it's like and i and i remember feeling that because it's like things are being described and shown to you but it's like, look at all these yellows. And I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? The art style is really interesting, too. I was just like. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I definitely would say that I, that's one of my favorite supernatural animes. I can't it's wait fine. to watch more of it. Yeah, me yeah. too. Mm-hmm. But you guys stay tuned because now we got some ghost stories for you yay i'm i'm gonna go first and there's definitely things that have happened that are like kind of weird i always i don't know if i'm having auditory hallucinations but a lot of the time i hear people saying my name and i'm completely by myself so i don't know if that's mental illness or if that's some spirits trying to talk to me um, but I have two stories that I want to tell. One's really short, the other one's kind of long. Um, so this was an instance that happened to me when I was in elementary school. And, you know, most people's elementary schools is really old. Mine was. And I was late. So I had to go through like a side entrance and that you go through because all the other doors are locked. And usually at this time, there's nobody in the cafeteria so I was walking through the cafeteria and like I heard somebody whispering telling me to go to the piano that was like on the stage in the cafeteria and like I'm like what 
is that? I think I was like six years old. And like, while I'm trying to walk through the cafeteria, I keep hearing somebody saying that. And so I was like, I got really close to the piano and I was about to press a key, but I decided not to. And I like ran out of there. Cause I, I just like, I don't know what's gonna happen if I do this. Um, so that was one instant. The second one that I like really, <laughs> really fucking bothers me. Uh, I was in high school and um, me and my cousins, we all went to high school together. And at their house that they lived in is down the street from a cemetery. I don't know if this has something to do with it. Maybe it does. So one time when I stayed the night over their house, and they lived like in the boonies. So there was woods behind us. I was mostly concerned of like some weird nomad woodsman sneaking into the house or something like that. Cause there was a weird garage door that you could shimmy open if you really tried. One time I was over there and I was looking outside, not outside, but like into the hallway. I was like, who turned on the basement light? And everybody said, not me and then we could hear noises down there so we like locked ourselves in the bedroom and kind of just like waited for their mom to get home nothing happened uh we had 911 queued up ready to go thinking that it was somebody in the house and then maybe like a year following that when I was over there more often uh my boy cousin he was hearing taps on his window at night and he's like I don't know what the fuck this is because the way the house was leveled it would have to be like two people helping each other out or having a ladder and mm. his mom was like that's just your friend fucking with you and he's like why would he be doing this at two o'clock in the morning that doesn't make sense yeah, so <laughs> around this time I was really heavy into like ghost adventure shows and stuff like that so I was like, okay, I have an idea. We'll set things out to see if there's movement. So I drew like um, a circle on a piece of paper with like a, a stencil. Like I think I used a cup and we kept the cup there to see if it would move. And when we came back the next day, it moved over to a little bit to the side. I'm like, okay, I think that there's something here. So we all went, I was like, I think we need to try to contact the spirit. And so uh, my cousins are like, okay, because like the knocking had had just been going on nonstop. It was ridiculous. So we all went into the basement. I was like, we're going to hold hands in a circle. That way we know that it's not, we're not fucking with each other and that it's not us knocking. I okay, was like, craft. <laughs> okay, the craft. <laughs> so, so we were holding hands. And I asked a couple of questions and let me try to remember how I decided to uh, gauge. I think it was, um, was it, I think it was like one knock for yes, two knocks for no. And so we were like, um, is there anybody here? And then we heard a knock, I'm like, okay. Um, I was like, are you a female? And this spirit was and I think I asked um if you like kids and uh the spirit did and I was like I asked if it died there and it said no which I think was really weird which is why I brought up the cemetery thing mm. um and I asked it a couple more things but the last question that I asked, I was like, do you want us to get out of here? And then it was just like rapid knocking. Oh my God. And we just screamed and ran upstairs and like started fucking crying. And then like their mom came home and she was like, what the fuck is happening? And we were like, we were talking to ghosts. And she was like, y'all let demons in my house. <laughs> she said, y'all are dark sided. No, because as soon as you said, okay, we're going to contact the spirit, that would have been a, a, a no for me. Yeah. Like, be like, sorry. First of all, y'all trying to contact spirits. Y'all don't got no Bible verses open. 
Y'all don't got none of that. <laughs> what the y'all didn't put no holy water on your foreheads, nothing. Y'all you went in un, unanointed. No, I, I did. I went in unanointed and unprepared. So then when, when their mom came home, she ran around and she started uh, saying Bible verses and throwing holy water around the house. And then after that, we never heard anything. Oh, she's sanctified. She, yeah. Oh, so yeah, mama knew what's up because what the fuck she was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said, the ghost said, how the fuck yeah, get the fuck out. <laughs> Wait, how are you telling us to get out? And bitch, you don't even, you didn't even die here. Why are you quitting here? <laughs> Listen, bitch, I got a question. Now, don't fight me because I know how y'all go like to tussle. <laughs> but do you want us to leave? And that ghost said, Yeah, hurry up. We were like, Wait, no. <laughs> well, then what uh, fucked me up because I was like, I asked if she liked kids first, thinking that she would still see us as children. I guess teenagers don't count as kids to some people. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, that was scary as fuck. That made me shit myself. I'm not even gonna lie. I probably had to take a little dookie on myself. We no. are. Soon as I heard that rap, they knocking a little turd gonna have to fall out my ass. <laughs> like, whoa. God damn. That's nuts. You had another one? Well, Nah, that's that's it. That was it. Oh, okay. You up there? Okay, so. (laughs) Oh, okay. So it was late at night, and I was in my bed trying to go to sleep, and so I was like, you know, laying on my back, and I had like, you know, my like my covers like just covered over me, and so I heard a couple knocks on the door on my bedroom door. And then I heard Tyler, like I heard somebody say my name, like, you know, Tyler. And I'm like, huh? And then the door opened and nobody was there. So I'm Uh like, uh, yeah. (laughs) I was like, yeah. (laughs) Like, what do you want? Because I thought it was my sister. And so all of a sudden I feel like this cold feeling in the room and my body was just stuck. Like I could not move. And so like, I felt like this, this pressure too, like this spirit just walking around in my room. And I was just sitting here like, what the fuck is going on? Like somebody please help me. I was like, "Mm, mm," cause I couldn't talk. And like, I was like, "Mm, mm, mm, mm." like I could not say help or anything. And then I lowered my covers and all I could see was like a dark figure with like long hair and yellow eyes and I couldn't move for like Mm -hmm. a minute yeah she had me in a like a some sort of jutsu or something because I was just like oh my god I cannot move like and I'm and I was like about to cry and I felt like I could cry but I couldn't cry oh and then all of a sudden I had snapped out of it and I tried to get out the bed and I like everything returned back to normal and I was like this is scary and I want my mommy <laughs> and I want my mommy I want my mommy it was not a fun time and I think it was like a sort of sleep paralysis demon for the longest time but something told me like no nah, it couldn't be like something is fucking with you so it's just a demon demon yeah <laughs> not a demon demon yeah it was a demon demon I fear I don't know. Oh, we don't God. like those. I don't. I don't like that shit either. I was like, first of all, <laughs> this is scary. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, I'm gonna cry. And then I asked my sister the next day. I was like, "Did you call my name last night?" She was like, "Girl, no." But I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> well, that's scary. Yeah, that was my little um, that was my ghost story or demon story for the day. Uh, my stories aren't as spooky. I haven't seen any demons or anything like that. Um, and I'd be chilling in graveyards, so uh, praying that I don't ever. You what? See, chilling in grave. I mean, well, there's a graveyard behind the the theater that I be at. 
You're such so. a goth princess. I love that. Yeah, we be smoking back there in the graveyard and <laughs> yeah, we be chilling with the spirits. I don't know. I think I know they, that's they okay with the company. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I do have this time. I have two stories actually. I think one about when I feel like I was somebody put some type of calamity curse on me or something. I don't fucking know. And one where I feel like I've got like a literal evil eye. So I'm going to start with the evil eye one because it's really, really quick. I was at work. The job that I had while I was working like in a shelter as a case manager and uh, the team I was working with, there was this one girl who decided that she wanted to divide the the work team, I, I guess. And she she put a lot of effort into trying to make other people not like me. And so what I tried to do when new people came is quickly introduce myself and be myself and also be really nice because I wanted to show them that I'm not who she says I am. And so I did that. I befriended uh, a guy and we became really close. One day I came into the office and she was there but it seemed like he was talking to her and I quickly like ran past because um obviously I don't want to like be in the room with people who obviously don't like me right so but he's like hey no where are you going like can you can you give me a hug and I'm like yeah sure I'm like how are you and I, I gave him a hug and he said while giving me a hug and peering over my shoulder he seen the most disgusted and coldest look that she was giving me. And he said he's never seen somebody look so like so much in disgust. Uh, literally, I would say the next day and for like almost a week after that, I was very, very fucking sick. I was emo- really emotionally like unwell and I was totally fine before that. Now, it's my belief that I got the evil eye. The evil eye is something that you can give to people even without knowing. It's really easy to just like kind of have your mal your, your malicious energy manifest manifest and hit other people. Uh-huh. And so I definitely think that she gave me evil eye. And now to this day, well the days after that, I was definitely like I'm never going to work without protection on me because that's fucking ridiculous mm-hmm and yeah that that definitely showed me that niggas be real evil what the fuck was her problem <laughs> her problem was that she i feel like she liked to control people and she like didn't like that i was my own person also like she didn't like that other people liked me like that's the thing too like she she did her fucking best to make sure other people didn't like me like she was very intentional about it like we used to have have to have office meetings about it too because at one point the same guy who gave me the hug he was like this is awkward and is making the office space hostile and he went and told the boss and he was like you know then we had to have this big office meeting and where she was like oh you why are you trying to make it seem like people have minions and i'm like girl but you do have minions and you do (laughs) like you like you make it you like every you tell everybody not to talk to this person and everybody and all your little aka minions does that Mm. yeah oh what do you want and i mean and yeah and also ill to all of them and anybody who like is really envious of other people i also feel like she was just envious like not trying to be like that person everybody hates me because i'm pretty literally and you know what you have people out here that are literally like that no but it's so true like you literally have people out here that are just jealous because you're just you're just you like you're just you're you and you're smart and you have talent who I would be jealous of that too, but you know what? I'm not a hating bitch. So, but you have people that are really like that, that are just, just jealous and evil. And evil. Yeah, they stink, girl. They musty. 
and was it was it was it was let me find out she's thankful i mean i haven't smelled her for real but like i mean honestly just her attitude was stank you know like it was really bad that i had like even to my bosses like she would lie to my bosses and like tell them lies and like it was wow um and i would just be like girl like it's really crazy how people just go extra lengths to like hate on you mm-hmm. and she dead ass gave me the fucking evil eye to the point where i got fucking sick like i hate that for me uh. another time i feel like i've got some type of fucking curse was when i was in the botanica and i was obviously trying to get, heal my life i feel like this was like a story of unfortunate events because working at this job i always had like fucked up shit happening to me um <laughs> And I was going into the Botanica, obviously, so I can fucking heal my life. So I'm getting all these uh, just like basically cleansing baths because I'm trying to heal myself from whatever the fuck is happening. Uh, she so there was this lady in there begging for money, but it was like very loud. And I have this bad habit of saying things in my head and answering them out loud sometimes. Uh, don't laugh at that or like look at me funny I'm not crazy but so in my head I'm thinking like damn it's the fucking apocalypse because it was just like the state of the fucking world and also I worked in a shelter so like I was constantly kind of seeing people down on their luck and like really bad and in New York has a very very uh big homeless crisis so like being somebody in the middle of that and then constantly seeing you can't even go to the fucking botanica without seeing it It, it's bad like it's bad and i was just like damn like i can't we're in the fucking apocalypse and then i laughed at that comment that i made in my head and i think the cashier thought i was laughing at the lady quickly after that like for some reason i wasn't unable to like finish like my that semester like I was just like so emotionally overwhelmed like I like took a break for a semester and and like it was just and then a lot of shit was just again happening at work and in my relationships like it was just like a big ball of calamity happening in my life but I was just like yeah like I need to take a break for the semester I can't do this and it's weird because this the woman who checked me out ended up I was on the phone talking about my schooling and shit like that while I was in checkout uh why did she a couple weeks later she ended up asking me oh how's school going and I never talked to her about that stuff so I'm very very sure that she tried to like uh hex my life for laughing at this lady when I wasn't even laughing at that lady it was just a very bad timing for me to be talking to myself also like doing things like that to people that you literally don't know is fucking wild yeah some people are just some people are just nasty i mean i still go Mm -hmm. to that botanica because i need stuff in there but now (laughs) that that we have a mask mandate it's easy to just go in i also haven't I haven't been in there like for a while after the like whole pandemic shit so mm-hmm. I obviously I go in there all wrapped up um so it's not like they know it's me but still mm-hmm. yeah it fucking sucks sorry to bring the mood down damn no you're good it got quiet in here like damn do y'all feel bad for me <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's one thing when you're experiencing supernatural stuff because uh, you know, a spirit or what have you doesn't want to move on. But then it's like yeah. it's a complete other thing when somebody is like putting hexes on you and things of that nature. Like That's that vengeful and that hateful. Like, like bitch, you don't even fucking know me. Like, <laughs> don't be putting that that shit on me. Exactly. Um, do y'all ever feel like any of your uh, dead relatives or anything try to contact you absolutely i wouldn't say contact me but i do feel like i'm protected by them that's good sometimes i think my um dead dog visits me like sometimes i'm like 
I'll be like sleeping or I'll just be like resting and like I can feel his like exact weight on my chest where he used to lay um so that's nice Mm-hmm. but sad too <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I definitely seen my grandpa in a dream before mm-hmm. which is nice oh he's dead oh yeah I don't know like I just feel like very protected like when I go out or something I just feel mm-hmm. like you know nobody fucking with me in a way so mm-hmm. As you should. I think we should yeah. all be protected by our family, our ancestors, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Her. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed our spooky <laughs> <laughs> sensations that we have gone through. Yeah, if we scared y'all, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like all about because I started freaking out retelling it because I haven't said it out loud in literally years Um, because I had texted my cousin about it I think sometime last year and I was like do you remember when blah 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 and she was like yeah I was like yeah I haven't talked about that in a long time I was just making sure I didn't make that up okay all right uh I'll see you at the family reunion I'm sad Oh my goodness. But yeah, that's what spooky season is all about. It is about getting them creepy crawlies. (laughs) Oh, this was fun. Yeah, it was. And we learned a lot about yokai and stuff. That was really fun too. I learned. I didn't know them niggas was on dollar bills and shit. Right. That's what I'm saying. Y'all on (laughs) currency or y'all bad. (laughs) Y'all bad. And uh, join us next time when we talk about Mononoke. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See you on the other side. Bye, y'all. Bye. And that's all that we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on all our socials. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Anabase Anime. You can even shoot us an email at anime at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep it sassy, messy, and weavy, just like we do. Symphon included. Bye.